We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Mayor Eric Adams asked private residents who have spare rooms to house illegal immigrants. That's why we say every state is a border state. It it kind of starts impacting every aspect of, of our nation. Senator Tim Scott goes on The View and stuns the panel. Perhaps Joy Behar could have benefited from sitting there and listening and maybe learning something from Tim Scott today. Target shares plunge 2% amid a pride backlash. People are sick of it. Up to a certain point, it's not about tolerance and diversity. It's about shoving stuff down people's throat they just simply don't want. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Tuesday, June 6. I'm Mike Scott. On Monday, New York Mayor Eric Adams shocked his own residents by floating the idea that regular New Yorkers should shelter illegal migrants in their own homes due to the city struggling to deal with asylum seekers flooding into the Big Apple. It is my vision uh, to take the next step to this, go to the faith-based locales, and then move to uh, private residence. Uh, There are residents who are suffering right now because of economic challenges. They have spare rooms. uh, They have locales. And if we can find a way to get over the 30-day rule and other rules that government has in in its place, we can take that $4.2 billion, $4.3 it may be now, that we potentially would have to spend, and we can put it back in the pockets of everyday New Yorkers. The statement was just the latest attempt of Mayor Adams to combat the ongoing migrant crisis. During his press conference, he really didn't offer any specifics on how his plan would work or how much he would potentially pay New Yorkers to house illegal migrants. Adams did say that the city would pay places of worship $125 per illegal migrant per night which is a cheaper rate than one of New York's shelter hotels. Reporter Jorge Ventura says that extreme measures like those in New York may become more and more common as migrant crossings at the southern border have not stopped. Border Patrol agents and law law enforcement officials are still seeing a constant flow of gotaways entering the country and cartel members. In fact, Just this week, five suspected cartel members arrested in Texas. Their pursuant guns were found nearby. Check out these photos here from the Texas Department of Public Safety in Fronton, Texas. They apprehended five suspected cartel members who were wearing camouflage gear to avoid being arrested by Border Patrol agents and Texas State Troopers. Authorities also discovered two weapons near the suspected cartel members. They were unloaded rifles. They were found in the mud near the men upon their arrest. Also with the group of the suspected cartel members were two juveniles who were found in a bush nearby. The men were suspected to be part of the cartel of the cartel North Northeast cartel. Mark Morgan, the former acting commissioner of U.S. Customs and Border Protection, 
joins the Salem Radio Network and believes that the White House is allowing the border crisis to continue because the Biden administration sees it as more potential votes for Democrats. Americans are dying and migrants are dying. You and I have talked about it. Yeah. So appreciated when we when you spend time talking about the lies being told about the migrants themselves. They're suffering alongside Americans because of this administration's open border policies. But to your question, look, and this is not hyperbole. And this took me a while to get to because I just didn't want to admit it. But there's two things. So that this administration is playing what I call the short game and the long game. The short game is that, remember, illegal aliens are counted as part of the census. So there is a real redistricting that's going to happen in certain states in favor of the Democratic Party. So that's the short game. Again, you're looking at the past 27 months. It's close to 7 million uh, um, illegal aliens ha- have come to our border and another probably 1.7 million gotaways just in 27 months. The other part is the long game that you said. They believe politically that every single illegal alien that they find a pathway to citizenship is going to equate to a Democratic vote. I think they're right on both things. Morgan says that a porous border impacts every state in more ways than just drugs and crime. And that's why we say every state is a border state. It, 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 it kind of it starts impacting every aspect of, of our nation. It's, it's not just a, the drugs point across. It's not just the criminals point across. It's not just a potential national security threat. It's what's happening once they're here. I mean, look, New York, one of the richest you know, cities probably on the face of the planet. I mean, they're basically crying uncle. They say they can't do anymore. They're they're spending millions of dollars every single day. You've got, you know, hospitals in some areas now that are overcrowded. You've got uh, shelters that are kicking out veterans to make room for migrants. I I mean, you know, schools are overcrowded now with with unaccompanied minors that came here illegally that – that not only do they not speak English, but a lot of them don't even speak or write their own language. I, I mean, we could go on and on. The former commissioner lays out the stark numbers of migrant crossings. Right now, this fiscal year, we're looking at, at this pace, we're looking at over 3 million. That's a 381% increase of total encounters from FY20 to 23. That's just one stat to give you the difference of where we're at right now. And it's not about resources. It's all about the change in policies. The city of New York is currently bursting at the seams to house 45,900 asylum seekers in the 157 emergency sites set up across the five boroughs. Roughly 2,200 migrants arrived at city shelters in the last week alone, according to City Hall. The U.S. Navy says its sailors and Britain's Royal Navy came to the aid of a ship in the crucial Strait of Hormuz after Iran's Revolutionary Guard allegedly harassed it. Daybreak Insider's Charles de la Desma has more on this developing story. Three fast-attack guard vessels with armed troops aboard approached the merchant ship at a close distance on Sunday afternoon. That's according to a U.S. Army statement. Black and white images the Navy said it took from overhead showed three small ships close to the commercial ship. The guided missile destroyer USS McFall and the Royal Navy's frigate HMS Lancaster responded to the incident, with the Lancaster launching a helicopter. The guard later claimed it had merely responded to the distress signal from the ship, even though the Navy said the guard had caused the incident. I'm Charles Dilladesma. South Carolina.
Carolina Senator and presidential candidate Tim Scott appeared on The View and challenged the host who believes that blacks who are successful are an exception and not the rule. Scott was asked by host Sonny Hostin if he thinks America is systemically racist. The South Carolina senator responded that past comments on the show to this effect were the reason that he decided to join the five hosts. You have indicated that you don't believe in systemic racism. What is your definition of systemic racism? Let me ask, answer the uh, question that you've answered. Does it ex- or does it even exist yeah. in your mind? Let me, let me uh, answer the question this way. One of the things that I think about, and one of the reasons why I'm on the show, is because of the comments that were made, frankly, on this show, that the only way for a young African-American kid to be successful in this country is to be the exception and not the rule. That is a dangerous, offensive disgusting message to send to our young people today that the only way to succeed is by being the exception. The South Carolina senator also voiced his support for Ron DeSantis's stance against Disney. Do you think Disney's radical left? Well, I think Disney and Ron have been in a combat zone for a number of months over what I thought was the right issue as it relates to our young kids and what they're being indoctrinated with. I thought he started off on the, wrong, on the right foot on that issue. It is 100%. Oh, no, 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 not here. I'm sorry, sir. Do not boo. Guy Benson is the political editor for townhall.com and says that it was a shame that host Joy Behar wasn't in attendance because she could have learned a thing or two from Tim Scott. So good for Whoopi, I guess, chastising the audience. We don't boo here. She could have added all the vitriol on this show will come from the hosts. Thank you very much. That's kind of how they roll over at The View. And speaking of the hosts of that show, I did notice that there was one conspicuous absence today Mm -hmm. around that table. Joy Behar wasn't there. One of the people who was lecturing recently to Tim Scott and Clarence Thomas about systemic racism, something that she, I guess, believes that she understands as a rich white woman in New York, as opposed to those two men who grew up in the South as black men. And I think perhaps Joy Behar could have benefited from sitting there and listening and maybe learning something from Tim Scott today, but uh, she was playing hooky, apparently. Former White House press spokesman Kayleigh McEnany was impressed on how Tim Scott handled the combative hosts. It was phenomenal what Senator Scott did. He came locked and loaded with facts. Mm -hmm. He came across good-natured, charming, but strong. Uh, He went on to say just after that clip, not only have we had a black president, currently black vice president, he said, I have a black police chief in my community, black head of highway patrol. There are black men and women who are anchors at ABC, CBS, NBC, ESPN, Fox News. Uh, And then he goes on to say, we have black unemployment under 5% for the first time under a Republican president, 95% high school graduation rate. And he said, yesterday's exception is today's rule. Sonny Hostin looked at him speechless. The South Carolina senator also added that when his mother was born, about 10% of African Americans got a high school diploma. Today, it's over 90%. Scott did admit that both sides of the aisle can do a better job on race. However, he and his Republican colleagues, explained Scott, have sought to accelerate progress, focusing particularly on economic success. House Republicans are again moving toward a contempt vote against the FBI over a Biden document. Daybreak Insider's Norman Hole is on Capitol Hill 
and has the very latest for us on the growing fight between Congress and the FBI. The chairman of the House Oversight Committee plans to move forward this week with holding FBI Director Christopher Wray in contempt of Congress. Kentucky Republican Representative James Comer said a more than hour-long briefing he received Monday from bureau officials about an unverified law enforcement tip against President Joe Biden does not amount to compliance with a subpoena. FBI officials came to the Capitol to brief Comer and Maryland Representative Jamie Raskin, the top Democrat on the panel. The White House called the decision by Comer to move forward with contempt, another fact-free stunt intended to spread thin innuendo to try to damage the president politically and get himself media attention. Norman Hall, Washington. According to reports, Target shareholders are bearing the brunt of the big box retailers' pride merchandising controversy as the company fell another 2% on Monday. Giant Target lost $10 billion of market value in 10 days as customers push back on the company's pride line. Viral social media posts show pride products geared towards children. While Target insists its controversial tuck-friendly bathing suit for transgender women is only for adults. The company's stock value is down as it takes criticism from both sides of the political spectrum. California Governor Gavin Newsom accuses the company of selling out by removing pride items. While Texas Senator Ted Cruz predicts a Target boycott will not be as effective as the recent Bud Light boycott. Since the backlash, Target's market value has fallen over $13 billion dollars to around $60 billion as of Monday's closing price. The retailer initially offended conservatives with over-the-top pride displays that featured a plethora of children's items, but outraged the LGBTQ community when the displays were dialed back ahead of Pride Month. Former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson believes that major companies like Anheuser-Busch and Target are losing money because, frankly, consumers are tired of a woke agenda being forced down their throat. They do it because they're stupid. They don't understand that their core business is not offending half the people of America. And they keep doing it because they hire these young uh, 20-something-year-old marketing geniuses who think that their real job is to go out and uh, sort of pander to people on the extreme fringe. And in doing so, they alienate a whole lot of the customers in flyover country, and quite frankly, I think even on the coast, who say, enough of this. I don't want my small children exposed to this nonsense about tuck-friendly swimwear and ideology that is being pushed on small children, and people are sick of it. You know, up to a certain point, it's not about tolerance and diversity. It's about shoving stuff down people's throat they just simply don't want. So whether it's Bud Light or whether it's Target or North face. These companies have lost their uh, collective minds, and they're also losing market share. They're losing uh, capitalization, and their stock prices are beginning to reflect that people are sick of it. Target shares have fallen over 20 percent overall during the quarter as the retailer deals with the fallout from those pride merchandise displays. General Motors plans to spend big bucks on a couple of its factories. We get more on this from our Daybreak Insider, 
Rich Thomason. Those GM plants are in Flint, Michigan. The automaker will invest more than a billion dollars in the two facilities, preparing them for production of its next-generation internal combustion engine heavy-duty trucks. The Detroit-based company experienced a 38% year-over-year increase in heavy-duty pickup sales last year, with nearly 288,000 trucks sold. GM's goal is to build only electric passenger vehicles in the U.S. by 2035. Rich Thomason reporting. The pitch for a new Las Vegas baseball stadium for the Oakland A's is reviving a debate over public funding for private stadiums. Jason Walker has more on this story from Las Vegas. The proposal to help finance a new ballpark for Major League Baseball's athletics is pitting Nevada's powerful tourism industry and labor unions against groups raising concerns about seeding tax revenue when services such as public schools are funded below the national average. Proponents say the deal would create new jobs and increase the state's general revenue without raising taxes. But skeptics warn that's a try-it-again argument with empty promises. Jason Walker reporting. And finally... The truth is really out there. According to whistleblower David Grush, a former U.S. intelligence agent, the U.S. government has a program that has been collecting alien spacecraft. Grush is a decorated war veteran who worked with both the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency and the National Reconnaissance Office with top-level clearances and says... Uh, The UAP task force was refused access to um, a broad crash retrieval program. Uh, These are retrieving non-human origin uh, technical vehicles, you know, call it spacecraft if you will, non-human, exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed. The former intelligence officer says that while he could not believe it at first, he says many others within the intel community confirmed to him that, in their opinion... Aliens do exist. I thought it was totally nuts, and I thought at first I was being deceived. It was a ruse. People started confiding in me. They approached me. I have plenty of current and former senior intelligence officers that came to me, many of which I knew almost my whole career, that confided in me they were a part of a program. They named the program. I've never heard of it. And they, they told me, based on their oral testimony, um, and they provided me documents and other, other proof, that there was, in fact, a program that the UAP task force was uh, not read into. Grush says the U.S. government does have specimens of what he called alien bodies. We're definitely not alone. Absolutely, the data points empirically that we're not alone, yeah. Do we have bodies? Do we have species of... Well, naturally, um, when you recover something that's either landed or crashed... um, Sometimes you encounter um, dead pilots. And uh, believe it or not, as, fan- as fantastical as that sounds, it's true. Investigative journalist Leslie Keene says she believes Grush because she has other sources within the intel community who have been telling her the same thing. I believe it because of all the sources I have who have told me the same thing. So who am I to doubt these very, very high-level people who have been inside these programs for decades 
have done their work and are all telling me the same thing. I mean, I, I don't think there's some kind of a conspiracy among all these people who don't know each other to make something like this up. Now, the federal government has slowly been acknowledging the existence of UAPs for a few years now. The U.S. Navy and Air Force, Congress and NASA are all working on the problem with hearings and new special investigative offices kicking off renewed interest in the phenomenon. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott.